So hello and welcome to another episode of Gyaldem. Now, what the hell does Gyaldem mean? Gyaldem is Jamaican patois which means those girls. I am Kieran Callum and my family is Jamaican. Anyway, just so you know, this is a series in which I speak to various women about dating, relationships, love, etc. And what it's like being a lady in today's modern age. So with me, I have Lisa. Lisa shy, so she's gesturing rather than saying hello. Hello, Lisa. Hi. Hi. So, basically, Lisa, you're currently single, is that right? That's correct. And how long have you been single for? Uh, one year. One year. Almost. Uh, yeah. How are you finding it, being single and dating, etc.? Uh, it's been a weird process. It's been strange. I've met some very strange characters. Um, strange in what way? Strange in what way? So, been on a few dates where people tell me that it's a social experiment and that nothing will be coming out of it. Um, and it's a bit like, well, why waste my time? Why be on a dating website? Um, when all you want to do is just waste someone's time or have people that have no experience in relationships um, and then the moment that they meet you, they tell you they love you, they want to get married to you, um, and just be way too much. Uh, they don't want to leave your side, and they can't stand on their own two feet. Um, and it almost seems like the male males that are around at the moment, they almost seem too scared or nervous to come and speak to people and it seems like they just want to hide behind a screen to give them like their ego boost or whatever to speak to people um, maybe like the messages they get are giving them their kind of dopamine or serotonin hits by all the bings that they keep getting um, from the messages um, but yeah I've just decided to concentrate on myself for the moment and I just rather meet somebody out and about through friends um, and yeah just meet someone that way rather than online. But you feel like you find it hard to meet people out and about and through friends? Um, I don't because I'm quite an extroverted person. I'm chatty. If someone comes to talk to me, I will talk to them. I've got no problem speaking to people. Um, but I do see people that kind of look at you with their, like puppy dog eyes and they're looking at you and then looking at their phones and then looking at you. And it's almost like just grow a pair of balls and come and speak to me if that's how you feel, like if that's what you want to do. Like, why are you trying to hide behind a telephone or, like, I don't know, whatever they're using to kind of make contact? It's almost like everything needs to be digital these days. All right, so <clears throat> there's a few things I'd like to say to that. Number one, mm -hmm. I literally have just finished doing a challenge called 100 Women in 50 Days. Okay. Where every day for 50 days I approach two women while out and about. Yeah. And specifically because as a guy, doing stuff like that is actually quite hard. 
which is why you're in a situation where guys are looking at you, looking at the phone, looking at you, looking at their phone. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to be someone who has fear dictating his life. Yeah. So I did that challenge, I posted it online, I blogged about my experiences meeting the women each day. It wasn't about getting laid, but yeah. actually about pushing through fear and becoming the kind of guy that can just go out and live his life, so to speak. Yeah. But would you like to know why it is that these guys look at you and look at their phones and they're too scared to say hello? Tell me, enlighten me. Well, it's a number of reasons, really. Like, number one, okay, in my opinion. So why I wouldn't have done it is because I grew up watching, like, rom-coms and stuff like that. Or just, like, general TV shows where the nice guy always won out. And it was like, a man should never push himself on a woman. Not if she doesn't doesn't want to. A woman's right to choose and stuff like this. And, like, yeah, use a rom-com analogy. You would have, like, there's two guys. One guy is a nice guy. Yeah. He's a little bit awkward, but he's ultimately really sweet and a bit lovable and stuff like this. And one guy's a bad boy, and he's dashing, and he's charming, and he's a bit of an arsehole. And the yeah. woman's with the bad boy at first, but the nice guy wins out at the end. You see stuff like that, and then it programs you as a guy like to feel like, oh, I'm not supposed to impose my, my will or my character on women, okay. because they won't like that and stuff. Yeah. And... <clears throat> Another thing I would say is that, personally, so like, as a woman, mm-hmm. I would imagine you know roughly what it takes to be attractive to a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. okay, so basically I'm going to sort my skin out, sort my hair out, sort my clothes out, hit the gym, do that for six months, boom, I'm going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. But as a guy, no one tells us. We, okay. We, so guys don't know. So guys see you and he's like, Beautiful woman, beautiful. What? He doesn't know. He like has no idea, no idea like what it would take in order to speak to you in a way that would make you think, oh, I like this guy. So. Yeah, but just even approaching someone and just saying hello, just. I always like someone that's kind of out of the box, that's slightly unique, that's not the same as everybody else. So I've met people that have surprised me, that have kind of come over and spoken to me um, when we were out and about and just started a simple conversation. We bonded over coffee and tea. And as much as you might be laughing... No, I'm, I'm, I'm not laughing at you. Like, it was fine. And we got on and we went out and we had, a, like, a fun day because, mm. obviously, you find something that you're mutually interested in. Mm. And then who knows, like, where it might lead, like, what other interests that you share with somebody else. And also, another thing that I'm finding is, like, people just kind of want to meet you once but not actually fully get to know you and obviously the first I don't know four to six times that you do go on a date with somebody you're always on your best behavior you're worried about what you say and how you come across and whatever if you just meet someone once obviously you're not showing them your true self it's like it takes six months to get to know somebody properly and to understand who they are as a person, what they stand for, do you know what I mean? And it's it's like nobody wants to go beyond that kind of thing. It's, it's all about just kind of getting laid, I guess, and that's all they want to get out of you. And I'm 
I'm the type of person where I'm more like feelings and I want to get to know somebody and understand them, why they do the things that they do, why they act the way that they do. And it just seems like people that I have met just just want to be in it for like a one night thing or you get the extreme where they're like totally addicted to you and they can't leave your side and they're constantly messaging you and um, yeah just always want to be like what are you doing where are you blah 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 and it's like it's a bit too much it's too overwhelming and it's like well like so you're either meeting one polar extreme or the other yeah are you when you let's say like you meet guys who you would like to date or or whatnot? Yeah. Like not the loser guys, but the other guy. You mean like, oh, I like yeah. this guy. Are you telling these guys that what you're after? Say that you know I'm actually looking for something, you know, a bit. Okay, so one example, I went on a date with a guy that was totally my type. Uh, we got on, we messaged, we had banter, um, everything was like light-hearted, whatnot. We got on really well, we met up, we got on really well and then I was just talking about what I was up to at the moment which was like my training, uh, what I like eating, what I like doing and stuff like that and then he just like crashed it and was just like oh so you don't really actually seem like that much fun so I was like, and I kind of Ooh. wanted to be like I'm probably like the funnest person going like I'm quite extroverted I like mischief I like misbehaving all in a good sense not in a sexual way um, but there'd but be just, nothing wrong with that if it was not, nothing wrong with it but right. just like having fun making people laugh mm. and it was just like wow so you actually think that somebody that takes pride in how they look or how they want to look as boring would you rather you know be someone be with somebody that doesn't actually care about themselves and it's I don't really watch that much TV I don't enjoy watching films and I was like, so what do you enjoy doing? Oh, oh I just like staying in and um, watching films most of the time after work and staying with my family. And because and, he caught me on the spot, it was almost like, you know when you can't believe that somebody would say, oh, like, you're actually quite boring without getting to know you properly? Like, after coming away and thinking about it, it was almost like, actually... You're like, you're like talking about yourself because you're actually boring. I'm getting out there, I'm going to the gym, I'm meeting people, I'm doing fun stuff. You know, how can you say, how can you kind of say that I'm boring when you just want to be a recluse, stay in your home with your family and watch TV and not go out and like meet people? And it was just a bit like, wow, like. Yeah, I do see what you mean. Just weird. Uh. And it's, yeah, so, yeah. All right, it sounds like you're having some negative experiences then. Probably, yeah. If there was a question or questions that you could ask mankind, yeah. what would it be? Mankind. Or if there's anything about, yeah, like anything about men that you would like to get off your chest or say, just, can you please explain to me why this? Why that? I guess it is 
why are they so scared of why are they so scared to come and talk to women or girls or whatever? Like, a lot of my friends are, like, petrified. I'm petrified of speaking to women. And it's like, well, hopefully, by hanging out with me, like, a new group of people that I've met on a night out, I've, like, become friends with them and we always hang out together, we go out together. And it's like, surely, by hanging out with me, it's kind of brought... Or like I'm kind of teaching you that not all girls are the same or not all girls that you have in your brain are how, how you perceive them to be. Because I'm quite fun, I'll talk to you. Like I'll like take you out and we'll hang out and we'll like have really good nights out. But it's... You're a bit of a party animal. Do you know what? When I'm on my own... I do, I love dancing, I love going out, I enjoy socialising, I'm an extrovert, but I know when to rein it in and not be, like, I'm not, like, the centre of attention, but, like, I do like to go out and have fun, yeah. Alright, so I've got a question. Have you ever heard of the pick-up or seduction community? No. You never heard of, like, a pick-up artist? Yes. Okay. What is your gut reaction when I say that term? Like a player. Okay. Like, so it sounds negative, right? Yeah. So it's really interesting because the term pickup artist has a really bad connotation. Mm-hmm. But all it is is men that used to be the sorts of guys that you're complaining about. The yeah. sort of guy that's too scared to go out and actually put himself out there and talk to women. Who have then taken it upon themselves to learn how to become the kind of guy who can talk to women. Okay. And so what... I've been involved in that community for a few years. Okay. Again, I feel like it really gets a bad rap because it's basically self-help mm-hmm. for men. And like one of the things that you do is you'll go out onto the street and you'll do approaches and yeah. you'll meet women and you'll speak to them and you keep doing it again and again and again. And it's mm-hmm. like you keep going until you learn how to do it successfully. It's like, oh, I went in a bit too strong that time. What if I'm a bit more laid back yeah. or this and this and this? Okay, we've experienced that around Christmas. You have. Not me, but I was with my friend and a guy approached my friend and he was just like, just wanted to stop you and tell you how beautiful you are and what are you doing at the moment? Do you want to come for a drink? And I was just, as much as it's a bit creepy that somebody would just like spring out of nowhere and just stop you in the middle of the street, I was just like, I actually kind of rate you a little bit for having the guts to come out and speak to or like pull someone aside, tell them that they're beautiful, tell them that you're kind of interested in them and ask them out on a date. I was like, because most people don't bother these days. They're all just hiding behind screens and waiting for something to happen rather than getting out there and actually doing something. Well, you see, this is my point because it's like, personally, I don't like the idea that the woman I marry or get with or whatever could be anywhere, really. She she could be in this bar right here, she could be outside walking by, blah, blah, blah. And if I come across her, I want to, you know, I want to speak to her there and then. I don't want to have to be like, oh, well, I can only speak to women if I'm in bars and clubs and stuff. And, you know, I need to be drunk and therefore, and this is it as well. The fact that people need to get drunk before they can speak to other, that is so sad. Exactly. It's like literally you need to take drugs in order to feel confident enough to put yourself out there. Exactly. But I just want to be able to meet this woman anywhere, no matter where she is. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. I totally agree. Yeah. And that's why I was that's why I was quite 
not shocked, but like, yeah, maybe shocked or like happy and surprised that this guy did that to my friend because she was just arrived from her travels, arrived to London. She was like beaming with um, tan. No, uh, she was just like full of energy and like totally in love with London and totally in love with being here and she was just giving off like a really good energy and a good vibe and it, I felt like that attracted the guy to her as well mm. so I was just yeah I was quite happy that that kind of happened what attracts you to a guy? Uh, someone that's interested in listening someone that's quite funny uh, someone that likes to ask questions and get to know me rather than just ask a question and then like look a, look <laughs> around the room when you're talking to them uh, someone that probably looks at your face when you're speaking um, definitely that doesn't sound like you're asking for much I've got to be honest I'm not I'm not asking for much <laughs> that, that doesn't sound like much. <laughs> um, <laughs> that actually sounds just, quite reasonable yeah someone that's interesting yeah. and not uh, just not like hasn't got anything to say I want someone that's got conversation and someone that's just not boring and someone that does know how to have a relationship and that has been in a relationship and I do like confidence in a person as well is I find it very attractive if somebody is confident and they make like the date fun um, for me I prefer international men um, meaning? Huh? Meaning? Like, I'm part Italian, so I like European guys better than English guys. I find English guys are a bit too timid, whereas... Like that kind of... The Latin yeah. is a bit more, they're a little bit more romantic. What about South American men? Like an Argentinian man or something like that. I love Argentinian the tango with like a rose in his teeth. I'd love. I'd met an Argentinian man in Ibiza when I went many years ago, and I met him in space, and we danced the night away. And my friends were just like, "I've never seen you smile so much or have so much electricity coming from you uh, after you met this person, this guy." Um, and it was just like, I don't know, it was just like a rush of excitement and like we danced and he was spinning me round and he was like, I'm going to give you the dance of your life. Ooh. And I was Ooh. just like, yes, honey. <laughs> Even I'm a bit turned on at that. <laughs> and it was just Ooh. amazing. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that was, that was really fun. Obviously, they are quite confident as well, which is good. Um, but sometimes they're a bit too... The Argentinians, obviously, they're a mix of Spanish and a bit of a mix of Italian. They're a little bit arrogant, which does turn me off. I don't like arrogance in a man. I think it's disgusting. It doesn't, doesn't give me, like, a happy feeling or it kind of repels me against men, I guess, when someone's too arrogant. I like just fun, light-hearted... Just, yeah, happy. I think arrogance is false confidence. Maybe. I think so. I mean, like, somebody who comes across as arrogant is basically someone who's trying to display confidence when they don't really have it. So okay. if someone is like, I'm, I've been this before as well. Like, I remember when I started uni, mm -hmm. I, was, I was in halls. 
I'd started uni, I'm in halls in my first year. And it's like the first night in halls, and I'm there around like loads of other 18 year olds, and I'm absolutely shitting myself, right? Okay. I'm really scared because I, back at home in Birmingham, I wasn't cool at all. Okay. I wasn't cool and I, I didn't feel like I was part of the cool group but I'm at, I'm at uni now now yeah. I'm in halls and I've got a chance to start all over yeah. I can start again so I wanted to make sure these guys like me so I put loads of effort into acting as cool as I could but I came across like an absolute arsehole and everyone hated me because I was just being arrogant and I was like, saying like yeah we're playing video games I'm like yeah I'm the best at this game no one can touch me blah yeah. blah blah and I was doing what I thought looked like confidence yeah. but then everyone thought I was a loser and just mm-hmm. didn't want to spend time with me again yeah so yeah. I guess being humble is another important thing. Mm-hmm. Just knowing who you are and not being I don't know. Who's your ideal man? Is there like a man? Like a I don't know. I imagine for you it might be Antonio Banderas or someone. No. Have you seen a show called Sense Eight? Sense Eight. Since eight? Yeah. No. Okay. It's a, it's a Netflix show about okay. people from all around the world who are all linked mentally. And one of them is a Latin movie star. Mm. And he's like, he's big, he's strapping and stuff. He's got muscles, he's handsome. And yeah. he talks like this. Latin flavor. I just thought he might be your cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't like, I just like someone to be natural mm. as well. I don't like any falsities. Um, with someone I just like someone just to come across as natural honest because always liars always get exposed anyway they always get found out so just be honest and humble Um, and yeah I don't get why people need to play games with people as well if you are looking for a relationship what's the point in playing games upsetting someone causing them grief or you know upset like what's the point just be like a normal human being if you can't get what you want or whatever what's the the, I don't know just don't that's another thing that I don't understand What's what's the point in yeah upsetting someone what do you mean by upsetting someone? Like by playing games, or like you, or I don't. Da, da, da. I think it's because people are scared to put themselves out there. So I think personally that people play games because it's like, say, I meet you and blah blah blah. And we're calling and texting. It's, if I show too much interest, you will lose interest. Like that's the okay. that's the thought. So it's kind of like nobody wants to look. People who are playing games, I think, don't want to look like that guy that you spoke about. The guy who's like all over you and stuff, and he's clinging. Yeah. So they they try to like they try to be cool and aloof and treat them mean to keep them keen, keen. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I think people are just trying. But to... I feel like if somebody if you keep behaving like that, it's it's actually not going to get you anywhere. And it's going to be like, oh, well, he behaved like that. If somebody else behaves like that, it's like it keeps people away from each other. And it's just almost like, what's the point? So, yeah. What's one of the worst experiences you've had dating-wise? Oh, so for the listener, she just... (laughs) (laughs) The the look on her face when I said that shows that she's had some serious shit occur. You must have. So, there was one time when I was young, when I was 
kind of 16 and I think my friend set me up on a blind date and it was the most awkward thing I think of it, or awkward meeting, encounter uh, of my life. They didn't show me what he was like, uh, I didn't have like a video to see how he was or how he spoke or his like body language or anything like that and we just met and I just, like, we just didn't have anything in common. And obviously I I was really bad and I just, obviously I was young at the time and I think I just walked around the shop and kind of got, got lost and lost him as well. Um, so that just didn't go anywhere. And then another time more recently, um, I met someone and... He just seemed very sad. He was talking about his ex-girlfriend and how she had taken, taken so much money from him uh, and how she just abused him. And it was almost like you don't really need to share that with somebody that you've just met. Um, you know, kind of keep that to yourself because if you expose too much about yourself... Like people get a bad idea about you, I feel. And obviously, I'm quite a genuine person. But if some other person had heard that, they might want to take advantage of him. Um, but again, he was just too too loud. Uh, it was. I don't really like sales type people. Even though I like the confidence, there was a bit too much confidence. Or maybe it was just, it was covering up how he felt or whatever, but it was just a bit too much. And everything that he said, he was shouting and everybody, I just felt like everybody was looking at us and we didn't look like a good match together. He looked quite a bit older than me. Um, and it was just really, I just felt really, really awkward. Um, so that was a really bad, that was a really bad one. I like feeling comfortable in someone's presence and I just did not feel comfortable in his. Um, so yeah. All right, so there's something that happened to me. Yeah. Quite recently, actually. Okay. Uh, let's see if this uh, ever happened to you. So I match with a girl on Tinder, mm -hmm. get to talking, right? What are you looking for? Oh, well, I want to have fun, I want to experience life, I want to dance, I want this, I want that. But I've just got out something serious. Okay, fine. We uh, agreed to meet up at a salsa club. I forget what it's called, but anyway, we go to this salsa club, and when we're there, I have never danced salsa before in my life, and as a result, I don't look very good. Like, everybody's all Latin and doing these crazy little twirls and stuff and dancing really sexy. And I'm embarrassing myself. And I knew that I was never going to get anywhere with this girl in that environment because I had no value there. So anyway, I take her out and we go around in Soho and we have some drinks and stuff. And we get to talking. And throughout the course of the night, we start to bond. Like, we really did. We bond, we get close, we kiss passionately multiple times and stuff. We're dancing. We're not salsa dancers regular. Yeah. Like hip hop dancing, which I can do yeah. and stuff, and grinding against each other, and it's just going really well, right? Okay. You know, alcohol's been flowing. It couldn't. Giving you your confidence. Well, just, just yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Effectively. Now, she asked me to go back to hers. Okay. Which I ended up doing. Mm -hmm. Now we go back to hers. One thing leads to another, right? 
Oh, screw it, I'll just say it. We go back to hers, we have sex, right? Okay. Now, she has an orgasm. Okay. Maybe it was fake, I don't know, but the point is officially she had an orgasm. Okay. But she probably did, because after that, she gets very distant. It's like immediately afterwards. She like she turns around in the bed. She, like she rolls over to one side. She starts hiding her face and stuff. Yeah. And then I say to her, like, do you want me to leave? And she goes, yeah, no, I want you to leave. And okay. basically, the woman kicked me out immediately afterwards. Okay. So we're having sex. She has a orgasm. Mm-hmm. Bearing in mind, I actually didn't have one. But okay. And then she kicks me out immediately afterwards. I felt used. I really felt used. Okay. I felt yeah. like I was a piece of meat. Feel your pat. Well, I can that, understand. Anything like that ever happened to you? Uh, no. No. Okay. I don't participate or I don't participate in things like that. Yeah. I'm more of a get to know someone, build something up. Hey, you know what? We got to know each other in that evening. Yeah, but not within just like five hours of knowing someone. I have morals and standards, and I'm Oh, that's an interesting. That's interesting. Person. All right, let, let's go there now. All right. So, what about that? Do you define to be immoral? Sorry. What about the story I told you? Do you define to be immoral? For me, I wouldn't do that. I don't want to just go back with somebody and have sex. Mm. I like to get to know someone, know what they're about. I don't have casual sex with people. It's not what I'm about. So. I mean, I hear you, but I'm saying immoral. Where does the lack of morality play into that in your opinion? I don't know. For me, it's just soulless, just having sex with someone and then coming, coming into your experience of where she's just throwing you out. How soulless did that make you feel? Oh, yeah, that, that was soulless. Yeah, there you go. I, well, I wouldn't want to feel like that. Well, this is kind of my point. The way I make it is, <laughs> like, I do define that to be soulless. Yeah. And it hurts, mm. which is why I'm telling the story. Mm. But I don't think that that scenario had to be soulless. Like, we could have done that, and then we could have slept until the morning. We woke up this morning. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. You want to watch such and such on Netflix, Sensei? And yeah. then we could have done that. And then we could have had a cup of tea and some breakfast and stuff. And then I could have left at whatever time. And then I could text and say, yeah, good time, blah, blah, blah. Um, do you fancy going to the cinema on Friday? You know what I mean? Yeah, you could do that. Mm. But I don't know how much of that happens today. I don't, ex- I don't participate in... I like her use of the word participate. I like. It's just a good word. It's a good word. (laughs) But that's what it feels like. It's like you're just participating in like this game or whatever that people want to. That people just want to take part in, and that's how the culture is today. All right. So, final questions. Have you considered online dating? Like a match.com or something? No. Oh, because I was on Match. Mm-hmm. And it was really good for me while I was on it. Because what it allows you to do is to like do a Google search for the kind of person you're looking for. Okay. Explain what I mean. So, you said there are all these qualities that you like in a man. A man who's a listener, a man who's this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't really search for that on Tinder. 
But on something like Match.com, you can, because they'll say, oh, how tall would you like this guy to be? And yeah. what, what political persuasion would you like this guy to be? How much money would you like him to earn? What ethnicity? And you can just drill down, drill down, drill down, drill down, drill down. And then they even have this thing. It sounds like an advert for Match. But they even have this thing. It was called something like Match Affinity, where you would, they would ask you like about 200 questions. They would ask you about 200 questions about how you would react in certain situations and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then based on the litany of responses, then they give you psychological matches with different people. Yeah. So, for instance, oh, you're, you're this sort of person, you're probably going with that sort of person. Yeah. It, just thinking it might be something to look at. It could be something to look at, um, but I... At the moment, I want to concentrate on myself. I want to start working on my business plan that I want to put together. And I also kind of want to meet people uh, that maybe my friends know, that my friends are friends with. Um, Because at least then you know you get on with your friends and you generally... I'm the type of person that I can get on with most people, um, apart from if they're too... Girl. Yeah, girl. Yeah, we, we, we were doing actions, but yeah, you can't see the action, so girl actions. Two claws into Two you. Two claws into you. Yeah, um, and yeah, I'd just rather meet somebody through a friend, friend of a friend, because at least then you know about their personality and you'll get on, hopefully you get on with them. And you have things in common, because you know the things in common that you have with your, that you share with your friends as well. That they'll hopefully are into. And what are your goals for this year? Goals for this yeah, year. Yeah, it's about you. What, okay, what do you want so to at achieve? At the beginning of this year, I set five goals uh, with my friend that I wanted to achieve. So one of them was to book a ticket to go to a faraway land, which I've already Ooh. done. What faraway land? Uh, Lebanon. Nice. So that's been purchased. Uh, I wanted to try a new dance class, which we've attempted to go to, but didn't actually participate in. What type of? That that was salsa yeah. or flamenco. Yeah. Um, what else? I wanted to set up. I can my... see you dancing salsa. Yeah. I can do yeah. that. I've already done it before, yeah. but it's just something that I want to get back into. Um, set up my business or look into the project that I want to start working on. Um, which Can you say what that is? Or? No, I'd rather keep it a secret for the moment because I don't know if it's going ahead. Mm. Um, I can't remember the other two. So, Lisa's having a brain fart, everybody. Yes. Sorry, Liza. Lisa. Lisa, okay. I was right first time. Um, I can't remember what the other two were. They probably weren't that important. Just being, probably being healthy and just sticking to my healthy regime. Oh, good word, regime. Um, yeah, and just, yeah, just loving myself more for this year. So those are my, yeah, those are my, my goals for the year. Well, thank you for your time and for answering these questions. I hope that 2017 gives you all you want and more. And I hope you do meet that good, big, strong, strapping Latin man who knows how to dance, talk to the deep voice, looks into your eyes while you speak, 
listens, wants to know about you, and is prepared to take time before anything turns sexual. Good. Yeah. If you know him, send him my way. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, listener. Bye, Lisa. Bye. All right. 35 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Life is hard, okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's right, life is hard. Life is so hard that I am on the cusp of doing something very, 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 very silly. I jacked Martin McFly's DeLorean, set the clock to 1945, hit 80 miles per hour and then drove back to the tail end of World War II. After that, I snuck on board the Enola Gay and have now strapped myself onto the atomic warhead that's due to be dropped on Hiroshima this afternoon. I'm tied to that warhead right now as I speak these very words and when the pilot finally drops the bomb, there's a good chance that I won't make it. It's quite likely that I'll go up in flames. There's every possibility that I'll be toast. It's quite bloody likely that I'm going to perish. You can stop this from happening. You can ensure that I live to see another day. All you need to do is go to my Patreon page and leave me a small donation of one US dollar per month to help fund the work I do both on my YouTube channel and on kierancallum.com. Help me to help humans all across the globe to break out of their comfort zones by showing them that it's possible. Help me pay for recording and editing equipment, web posting, and maybe even the occasional Starbucks latte. If I get enough donations, I will find the strength to not go through with this most diabolical and irrational and fatalistic of schemes. If you're wondering how a donation sent in the present day can affect the actions of someone who's currently 70 years in the past, then don't concern yourself with such things. Just believe me when I say that it can happen and try not to overthink it. Thank you very much for your time. Here's my Patreon page.